everyone. Thanks for joining us. My name is David. Today I'm with Ariel and we're two Jews. Uh, thanks for coming on again, Ariel. Thank you, David. It's always good to be on and uh, I'm excited to uh, get into another recording. Yeah. Uh, so today we decided to talk about kind of Jews taking care of their own, I guess, uh, let's say. So, um, you know, it is kind of a stereotype. Um, but I don't think it's a necessarily, I don't think it's a bad one at all. But why don't you start by, by telling me kind of what, what brought this to mind for you or, or what, what are your thoughts on it? I think one of the main things for me is that uh, growing up in the area that I grew up in, uh, North York, Thornhill, Richmond Hill area, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a pre- like a very present uh, Jewish community. Yeah. But you're also not ostracized from... Uh, other cultures for example like three of my best friends are indian mm-hmm. um a few other very very good friends of mine are persian and yep. korean uh, so you have like that really nice integration however mm-hmm. i've had conversations with all of them um and the thing that you know we've kind of come across in each of our uh friendships is that communities are are different i guess towards their own yeah um and one thing actually a very good friend of mine mentioned is that um uh, jews in particular have the reputation of taking care of their own very well yeah so i you know i wanted to kind of think about that and and dive into that and just actually saw what you thought what you thought about that Mm -hmm. and then i can share some of my experiences as well yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely true. Um, you know, my first thoughts are it's been built out of a, a very long-lived necessity too, right? Um, you know, Jews have always kind of been, or often been on the outskirts of whatever other societies they've been a part of. So they've kind of had to take care of their own um, as well. Um, but I definitely think it's also just taught. Um, you know, I've not that we shouldn't take care of other people, but like, you got to look out for your own kind first. And I think, you know, it is partially due to the uh, history of um, anti-Semitism. And I mean, the ongoing anti-Semitism also makes you feel united with uh, the other Jews um, or makes me do, makes me feel that way. And I don't know, I think I'm trying to think like, I, I don't know, there's always just like, if I find out someone's Jewish, it feels like there's an automatic deeper level of trust. I, I don't know mm-hmm. why, um, but it's like you have, you know, some shared experiences, some shared history. So I remember vividly, like, um, when I was going to buy my car, um, my dad came with me at one of the meetings and the guy who ran the floor started speaking Hebrew with him. And right away, there, his demeanor changed. Like the guy running the floor, when he knew my dad spoke Hebrew. So like, and it just seemed like he was more trustworthy and it could be a lie. Right. But like, it felt that way. And, um, (laughs) it's almost like a relief. It's like, whew, I was looking for one of me, uh, kicking around here. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's like slightly like a sense of home or camaraderie or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of, I, I can't think of any other explicit experiences I've had with it, but I do. I don't know. I do feel, I guess, like, oh, no, I when I was in Japan, there was like Chabad people there. And I just like met these two religious dudes and followed them, you know, randomly in Japan to their home and trusted that like 
you know, they were fine, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, because they were religious Jews, and I just, I just trusted them outright. I guess I now, I never even second like this is the first time I've second guessed that at all. That I just followed two strangers in a in a foreign country. Um, That's amazing. But yeah, I don't know. I definitely think it's there for sure. That's amazing. Well, you know what? I feel like if you're in a foreign country, like and one as like so different from uh, from Canada than like Japan, for example, uh, it's like I don't know. It's it's like being in in South America and being like, oh, there's a McDonald's here. I gotta go to that McDonald's. I gotta go check it out. It's like comfortable. It it is, but it's it's also like um, it's also like finding. a cousin that you've that you've never kind of met before and like yeah it's funny i've had actually very two experience from finding out uh if people have like a similar background like i've worked um this is going to get into a little bit of funny example and i think it's going to get into some touchy topics but yeah that's how i feel so who cares yeah exactly. um, i've worked uh i've worked in retail for uh i think it was, i think it was about a year and a half um and kudos to people that can work in retail for longer, which is like, absolutely amazing. I'm yeah. not cut out for it. Yeah, and neither. I discovered that. But um, every time I would find out that there was like a fellow Israeli uh, that came to ask me a question and immediately identified that my family is also Israeli. Yeah. Uh, I got like, hey, you know, and my brother, come on, hook me up with something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like there's, there's like automatically... It's a character trait, I guess, like depending yeah. who you get. Um, you know, people will ask for the for the deal, but um, all in all, it's like, you know, the fact that people even feel comfortable to do that, I think, you know, it means something mm-hmm. uh, a little bit different from, you know, what a couple of my other friends have described, right? And I, yeah. I think one of the, the biggest things that we, um, uh, that we learn, uh, you know, you know, in, in Jewish education, like formal and going to like a, a Sunday school or like a, or like a day school yeah, or informal, just going on, like, you know, speaking to one another, uh, is that you need, you know, you need to take care of your own. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was drilled into me from like a very young age. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like super interesting to me that our own is like this global uh, uh, community, yeah. Versus like someone within like my own town, yeah. I think a lot of other cultures like try or preach similar things. Like it's fairly standard, but I've I've always been impressed with Jews' ability that they actually execute on it. Um, and I mean, there's pretty uh, like I mean, it's not the greatest, but in terms of like broader society, but I know that, you know, the Jewish connections are real and valid. Like, um, you know, if we have some third degree connection to some doctor specialist that I like, I can get access to quicker because we know them like it's it's a problem for sure. But it's it's true. And it like people do want to look out for the people they care about. And it seems that Jews care about Jews, like, like as a whole. Um, and that's what it comes down to, right? Like you'd always kind of shift something a little bit for a, a, a family member. And it just, it does feel like Jews have, have instilled this idea of 
a global family. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's funny because the doctor thing does pan out, you know. Um, I went to a walk-in in like a very like non-Jewish neighborhood. It was at Weston and Rutherford. So like pretty much in the heart of Woodbridge. Mm. And lo and behold, there's like four doctors that are working that day. And lo and behold, the doctor that I see is Dr. Golden Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was like, okay. It's almost immediately I felt more comfortable. Like, you know, we went through screening and, and so forth. And then I go, okay, honestly, like, give me the lowdown, like from one to another, tell me what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I guess I, I had that same attitude where it's like, okay, all right, give me the inside scoop. What's going on, brother? Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because this is also the trait that people claim is a problem with Jews, right? That, you know, Jews support their own causes too much. So like they donate to Jewish and Israeli charities and that kind of thing. Um, and they don't support broader society well enough. I mean, it's, it, but it's absurd, but I think it's absurd because all of these other Christians support Christian community things and, and, and church-based groups and that kind of thing. And it's like Jews try to support each other because, you know, we've had to and it's, we are part of a community. Um, I don't think I know many Jews who exclude and don't at all support the broader community, but it's like people, I don't know if it's jealousy or what, but like I have heard backlash about Jews like segregating themselves in that way, I, I guess, um, and supporting their own community too much over other communities or mm -hmm. the broader like full society community. Mm -hmm. I think over, uh, first of all, I want to, I want to just clarify for any, uh, well, non-Jewish listeners, but also Jewish listeners, that the tone of this uh, discussion is very much in the, you know, our experiences. Yeah. Uh, and what we've been, what we've been uh, told and also conversations that we've had with um, uh, Jews, non-Jews, mm -hmm. anyone in between. Um, uh, I can understand that opinion. Yeah. From someone looking from the outside in, I can 100% understand that opinion that we prioritize taking care of fellow Jews over non-Jews. Uh, 100% I can, I can understand that just based on the amount of philanthropy that there is in the Jewish community. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I think that most communities try to support their own first. Mm -hmm. We're just very good at it. <laughs> uh, you know, there are lots of like Jews, Jews as a culture or as a race tend to punch above their weight. And that's, I mean, it leads to all of these other absurd conspiracy theories and all that stuff. But like we do a very good job of supporting ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, I guess, more, and we're such a small um, group. So it's kind of more visible. Like we do kind of punch above our weight, it seems. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I honestly believe we thrive as a community because we're so supportive of each other as a community, right? Like, I don't think it's coincidental. Um, like, I, I really think that is why uh, we thrive. And I mean, one example that comes to mind is, uh, you know, my, my, my aunt and uncle are religious Jews, and there was a single mother of eight in their community, seven or eight, and they, the, their community provided all of the meals for her children 
always because she couldn't afford it. And it's like, where else do you just have for like, and not even like a set time period, just indefinitely providing, you know, 30 meals a day uh, to insane. a family. Then the community just came together and did that. Right. And that's not like high level for that. That's you're in your kitchen cooking for people type thing. Right. Like, wow. and I like I that just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, I could totally see that. It's um, I, I think I think over the many years of struggle uh, and I think over the many years of ostracizing, ostracization, mm-hmm. being ostracized. Yeah. Um, I think an internal kind of stitch into Jewish culture mm-hmm. has been one that, you know, is like self-sustaining. Yeah. And essentially, like its own, um, you know, its own web. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, you know, I saw uh, actually, it's it's an organization that my mom is involved with. The name escapes me, but um, she started volunteering for this organization. I think about two years ago, and it's on holidays. I think leading up to holidays. Um, probably about two weeks before and, and two weeks after the holidays, they uh, give food to needy Jewish families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was something that was started by, um, I think she was like 30 or like 35 years old. Uh, she just saw a need for it and uh, kind of opened up to it. Yeah. And they've been doing it for, I think, like five, six years already. So yeah. um, I think there's there's definitely... Uh, like a number of other organizations. One one organization that um, I was exposed to at a young age that does, um, uh, I think it's like uh, bi-weekly they do trips to um, give food to the homeless mm. is Ve'ahavta. Um, and there's a, a, like a a number of other communities in within Toronto that do very similar things. Yeah. Um, first of all, Jews love to eat, so <laughs> food is like number one. Yeah. Um, but second, like this idea of tikkun olam um, is like super ingrained into the culture. Yeah. Now, I find one of the things that's very interesting is that this conversation is particularly uh, relevant to the diaspora mm-hmm. and our experience in like Toronto and Canada and so forth. Yeah. But um when i visit my family in israel <laughs> it's a different situation yeah you know what i mean because here we're among the minority but there it's the majority so, gotta... so everyone's just uh everyone's just a joe schmo you know what i mean yeah and it's um uh it's a similar but it's a different attitude mm-hmm. but uh but yeah yeah i it makes me think like you know there's I haven't read this book, but it's called World Perfect, and it's about the Jewish impact on society thriving as a whole. And it says that like there are I don't remember them all, but there are six fundamental principles that are basically universally adopted now, but they all have their root in Judaism. And it's because of these principles and it is like a focus on community and family and those things. And so, you know, it makes me think that like in Jewish law or whatever, you have to donate 10 percent of your Uh, income to charity right Mm -hmm. like and that's just like you have to do that Um, and I think I could be wrong but I think historically uh, like Jews have been quite socially progressive 
not in terms of like actual politics, but in terms of, you know, donating to their own causes to help those in need, right? So I think of the organization RENA, which I volunteered with, which is a Jewish organization in, in Vaughan that supports, uh, you know, children and adults with special needs. And mm -hmm. like there are, there are huge amounts of donorship to this organization because, you know, kids with special needs need a lot of support and they don't get that through the government and stuff. And Jews with means know that they want to support. You don't have to be Jewish to attend these programs. Like it's there's non-Jews with special needs as well, but it's fundamentally there to support Jews with special needs above mm -hmm. and beyond what I see in most other uh, parts of society. And it's just mm -hmm. other things like that, setting up um, these programs. And the bottom line is you can't help everyone, right? Uh, you just can't. Um, and so, you know, charity does start at home and, and why not support mm -hmm. those that like you're more directly linked to. But I, I think, and I do think, you know, it, it pays huge dividends, right? If, if there's a family with someone with special needs kids who regularly would have to potentially spend their entire day taking care of their family, but now they have the ability to get a full-time job because their family's cared for at a free Jewish facility, then they are just able to thrive more strongly, right? Um, mm -hmm. And, and re-contribute back to that same community. Mm -hmm. And so it, I do believe that it, it very strongly uh, perpetuates itself and, and, and is a positive feedback loop. Yeah, and it, it you know, further perpetuates the idea that also you know, uh, Jews are very self-sustaining, right? Mm -hmm. One of the interesting things I found is like within like the Jewish ecosystem uh, is that you have all kinds of services that essentially it's like very much like the Green Book uh, movie that recently came out um, where, you know, yeah, there's a, I went to a Jewish barber when I was a kid. I, you know, the guy that we do our insurance with is Jewish, taxes, Jewish. Yeah. Uh, a doctor, got to be Jewish, um, and, and everything along that line. So it's like pretty much taking care of all the services that you need uh, mm -hmm. to sustain the Jewish family, which is, uh, which I found was very interesting. One of the other things I think that we can have a, a whole other conversation about is how the how uh, Jewish cultures and attitudes are being uh, handed down to the next generation, mm -hmm. because Jewish education is unbelievably uh, expensive yeah or so um, it's basically been executed as such yeah uh, I don't know if it's possible to offer it um, uh, to provide Jewish education in the form of a day school in a way that's not extremely expensive mm -hmm. um, but I look at our at our exposure and our availability to like a Jewish elementary school or a Jewish high school in uh in Thornhill or even in just Toronto as a whole is something that's like, uh, it's kind of disheartening. You know yeah. what I mean? The, the Jewish kids in Kitchener go, they bus to Hamilton every day for the Jewish day school, the Orthodox kids. Uh, so they, they spend like three hours on a bus a day because their parents wow. see that the value in them getting a Jewish education. Um, but yeah, I think that is another, that's another big conversation, but it it is it is about you know the Jewish community deciding to kind of protect and perpetuate itself 
And, you know, I, I really don't know where that comes from other than clearly coming from us being persecuted for millennia, right? Yeah. Um, like literally. Um, so you kind of have to protect your own, right? Um, yeah. But I do like, and I, I, I can't really put to words why, um, but I guess like why I feel more comfortable when I know someone is Jewish, but I guess it's just my, it's like experience, right? Like if I've very rarely, if ever been cheated by a Jew, uh, like then I just trust that the next time it won't happen either, right? Uh, Like it's just, it just, it it perpetuates itself. Um, (laughs) You got to meet more Jews, man. Oh, really? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe I'm maybe it's just not coming to mind, but it's that principle, right? Like why else, you know, why else uh do you, would you like, trust so- someone more or like or be yeah. more open to to them, you know, coming into your home or or whatever. Um yeah. Right? Like it it's based on it's either irrational or based on rational experience. Mhm. And I, I tend to think I'm, I tend to think I'm rational. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm proposing that, that, that's why. Um, Yeah. And I mean, even when I think of, you know, when I was in elementary school, uh, you know, I used to have like friends come over up to my cottage and that kind of thing. And I remember Mm -hmm. like most friends would just come. But then my one, I remember one Jewish friend, his mother would always insist on like giving food and like bringing things as like a thank you, not just like, not just, you know, taking what was offered, but insisting on giving something back too, right? Like, and, and, you know, maybe I'm, it's possible my memory's cherry picking, but like, I'm pretty certain that uh, that kind of trend is common. And you even think of, even think of the idea of sitting Shiva, right? When someone dies, mm-hmm. you don't do anything for a week, basically. And, and the community is supposed to provide all of your meals for you and that kind of thing, because you're mourning and we're going to take mm-hmm. care of you when mm-hmm. you're mourning. And, and you sit, even if you don't want it, even, even if, if you, you don't, don't want, want it, it, we're going to stuff that food down your throat. Yeah, like we're going to we're going to put our stuff aside, come in and make sure that you're well taken care of. Um, and it also like, you know, my grandmother, she's doing better now, but she was diagnosed with cancer. And the first night we were all in the hospital and like, you know, out of all, it was kind of a a sad scene in the broader sense, but out of, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 hospital beds, the only one full of, there was two full of families. There was the Jews and the Italians. I knew it was the Italians. Yeah. And And the Italians bring a full meal too. Yeah. And it's like, it's a very similar similar thing right and it was like we all dropped what we were doing and came because someone was in need right um yeah. and and there's just unfortunately a shrinking amount of people who do that generally yeah no and it's interesting um i think in i think the majority of times i see that kind of culture just being around in in health and in hospitals uh is you know Usually it's either, um, it's, it's usually if, uh, foreigners, mm. uh, that have that, that kind of approach too. Yeah. like to put in like a very large category people yeah. that have like a very strong sense of family from back home. Yeah. Um, 
that you know if somebody's sick everybody comes to the hospital yeah if somebody's uh you know going through a tough time everybody comes over to the house and they're yeah. you know they're spending time um and i think maybe it's just that's like it, i i would believe that and um you know i do think there's some issues with like you know american canadian culture uh yeah. let's call it in that regard and so it makes yeah. sense that you know jews always having slightly their own culture within any culture uh, mm-hmm. It makes sense that, like, you know, the the Canadian Jews uh, that I'm a part of, like, still have more of that, you know, uh, European or, or Asian uh, mentality. Not that mm-hmm. it's only those, but, like, I mean, foreign mentality, I guess. Yeah. Now, like, to go back to that, um, that Shiva example, mm-hmm. one thing that... Um, surprised the heck out of me when I went to uh, an Italian funeral and then there's a service at, at the at the house as well mm-hmm. um, was they were giving me food that like blew my mind and I was like I brought food like uh, where do you want me to put this and they're like no no no, you have to go home with trays and I'm like what do you mean they're like yeah you have to go home and just take trays of food home <laughs> and oh, that was an experience where I was like literally like like deer in the headlights kind of thing I was like yeah I cannot compute <laughs> yeah yeah that is interesting yeah but um but it's it's you know i think we share uh uh qualities with certain cultures and i think uh italians and jews are, are pretty close mm-hmm. um in terms of you know familia you know you take care yeah. of your take care of your own you look after your uh especially your immediate family and then you start looking after others in the community yeah um and especially that obsession with guilt and food <laughs> definitely uh, some nice crossover with uh, italians yeah um, but yeah, I know that there's that huge sense of, uh, family. And I think expanding to, you know, second, uh, sorry, first, second cousins kind of thing that you don't really know, but you treat as your immediate family when you see them. Mm-hmm. I think because that is ingrained so much in Jewish culture, it's that when, for example, I was working in Orangeville and I saw a kid wearing like an Israeli a shirt that had Hebrew on it. Uh, of like an Israeli uh, TV show, uh, I like immediately went up to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? I was talking to him like he was my friend. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm comfortable uh, being around like um, like my ever-extending Jewish family. Yeah. And it, that's what it comes down to, right? It's like a recognition of common commonality, right? Which makes people mm-hmm. comfortable. Uh, you know, it's the same way if I... Uh, you know, if I find out someone's from my from Thornhill too, even if they're not Jewish, or uh, you know, we went, we had the uh, same teacher, or like it, I, like the more you have in common with someone, the more just naturally comfortable you feel with them. I I think, um, mm-hmm. and and race and religion is a pretty big thing to have in <laughs> common with some stranger, right? It definitely sets them aside from every other stranger. Um, yeah, for sure. And so, do you? You know, how do you how do you feel about it overall? Like, uh, like obviously, it's kind of beneficial. Do you think it it also, you know, has some downsides that there is this this attribution to the Jewish community? Well, you know, I've that that piece of criticism that you mentioned initially, where oh, you know, Jews will take care of themselves first, uh, and then everybody else after. Um, that's not the first time I've heard it. Mm. Um, 
it's I think it's it's something that goes within any exclusive group, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, being in the Jewish community. You can't, and also you know being exposed to uh, other communities and not being someone who's, you know, simply like a piece of the Jewish community and that's it. You know, some people that kind of bury themselves in the Jewish bubble. Mm-hmm. I found that. I found that it is uh, it is somewhat hard to defend yeah. uh, against someone who will use that piece of criticism. And yeah, especially is like the people who really own, like there are people I know who only support the Jewish community and like are explicit about it and think that is all you should do, right? But I think there's bad apples in any bunch, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I do think it's important to support people and, you know, Charity does start at home, but I do think you need to support the broader community as well, personally. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely, um, but I guess, you know, is it, is it inevitable because we have an onus on it generally that, you know, a lot of some or a lot of people will do it explicit, like, or, or only. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's, uh, first of all, guilt, guilt plays into everything when you're Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did I do enough? Did I really give, you know, yeah. did I really, you know, give everything I could? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think to change pace a little bit, I think the the only thing that makes me feel more uncomfortable than people saying that is when I meet people that are overly supportive of the Jewish community that are from outside of the Jewish community. Um, oh, yeah. That are like, they're like so over the head, like they just absolutely love everything about Israel and it's the greatest thing. Uh, of all time and you know the jews are great people they're the chosen people um and they follow that narrative and you know they kind of piece together the world in the exact opposite way that someone would you know come down in anti-semitism and you know cite the elders of uh of zion and and all those things but um uh, i've been in many conversations where i was just you know you know doing like just at my job and people are like oh you know where are you from and i'll be like you know, I'm, I was born and raised here. Family's uh, from Israel. Oh, Israel! I love Jews. Everything. I love Israel. Israel is the greatest thing. I went on this thing with my church, and it was the most beautiful experience I ever had. <clears throat> and it's like, it, it's it's interesting because, like, when someone's so uh, uh, kind of in love uh, with the Jewish community, yeah. um, or like the the Jewish experience uh, while being uh, in Israel, yeah, um, I think. I think like from being as like part of that community, mm-hmm. uh, you also kind of see the the faults and the downsides yeah. uh, to being in that community. Whereas and they so only just, kind of see the, just the good stuff. Just the sparkle, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like, mm, interesting. I've like, it's only been, I think uh, the past like one or two years that I've been exposed to that kind of perspective, um, especially from, especially from people that I've met for that are from like a messianic uh, Jewish uh, um, observancy, like Jews, Jews for Jesus kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they kind of like flip almost every uh, Jewish experience that you would otherwise have, like at York university um, <laughs> onto the exact opposite narrative. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. I've not really, I've not really been exposed to that uh, much, if at all. 
So that is that is interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, I do think it's net a positive for sure, like the way Jews treat each other. And I think I do want to like, I do think that Judaism and Jews as a whole thrive because they are supportive of each other. And I mean, it's the it's the prevailing like socialism you hear countries trying to implement. Um, but it's not a forced socialism by, by government. It's just, you know, it is important to support our own. And, and so we can all thrive together. And I think Jews have just done a good job of kind of instilling those values so people choose to do it. And it's a lot more meaningful. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, tends to lead to more success because of it. No, I agree. I agree. And I think um, those values are, are put into um are put into you from a young age uh whether you're very religious or not um and i think it's something that's that's ever going to be you know present within the jewish community mm. um israel and i think the jewish community is uh, always going to be under criticism from um the international community but also from uh like internally mm. there's a lot of uh, conflict and a lot of issues of course um uh, in Israel and and obviously issues that concern uh, Jewish Israeli citizens. Uh, so I think uh, the only good, well, uh, I think that, um, you know, within any good family, there's a healthy criticism. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think if you can uh, first look across the table and say, you know, there's that kind of healthy debate uh, internally, uh, you're recognizing it that it does come from like the that okay you know uh, from one jew to another yeah um we have to take care of ourselves and then kind of build up yeah, yeah. it's like you're my brother first but i disagree with you very yeah like but we're gonna talk yeah exactly yeah. Well, exactly yeah well i appreciate you coming and talking with me about this uh brother <laughs> <laughs> thank you brother and it's always a pleasure uh being on the show and i look forward to the next one yeah i look forward to many more and uh thanks to everyone else uh, who is listening i hope you found that um enjoyable and i'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, the jewish community as as we talked about it whether or not you're, you're a jew